Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, On Writing, A Memoir of the Craft. The author of the book is a renowned master of modern horror, Stephen King. Even if you're unfamiliar with the name, you have probably seen or heard of two most famous movie adaptations, The Shawshank Redemption and The Shining. King has written about 200 short stories and more than 60 novels. And Hollywood has scrambled to cash in on those great tales. They have turned more than 100 of King's works into films and TV series setting a Guinness World Record. King is the author with the greatest number of motion picture adaptations of his work currently alive. The first half of the book on writing is King's memoir. It describes King's early life, his childhood practice of copying comic books, the painful experience of his stories constantly being rejected, and the publication of Carrie which paved the way to his later success. The second half of the book shares King's philosophy on writing. It also includes a great detail about King's wiring techniques. In addition to writing techniques, some stories in this book also set a great model of commitment and enthusiasm for writers. King's postscript tells us that work on this book was once interrupted by a severe injury. It was a car accident that nearly took King's life when he was taking his daily walk. The accident sent King to the emergency room. He had to undergo several operations, with eight large steel pegs inserted in and later removed from the bones around his knee. Due to the injury, King was in a wheelchair, suffering excruciating pain, and as King puts it, taking roughly a hundred pills a day. But none of these could stop King from continuing his work on this book. Sitting in the wheelchair and suffering immense pain, he could only work half as quickly as usual. But he managed to muscle through these difficulties and finish. In this book, you can find examples of such commitment and enthusiasm in nearly every stage of King's life. So let's go through the book, On Writing to Learn from Stephen King. We will cover the book's content in three parts. Part 1, Stephen King's Early Life. Part 2, Stephen King's Suggestions to Writers. Part 3, Stephen King's Method for Writing Stories and Novels. Part 1, Stephen King's Early Life. King was born in 1947 in Portland, Maine in the United States. When King was two years old, his father left the family in order to escape enormous debt. His mother struggled to raise King and his brother alone. In first grade King was bedridden with a serious illness. During this period, he read about six tons of comic books and eventually started to write his own stories. Like most writers, King started writing with imitation. His first writing venture was a word-for-word -word copy of Combat Casey, adding his own descriptions to the story. King's mother supported his early attempts at writing and encouraged him to write original stories. Thus began King's path of creation. King's first original story was about four magic animals led by a large white bunny named Mr. Rabbit Trick. King showed the story to his mother, and she liked it. This inspired King to write four more stories about Mr. Rabbit Trick and his friends. Eventually, King's mother bought the four stories with a quarter each, totaling one dollar. That was King's first buck earned from writing. Like most writers, King dealt with many painful rejections. In his teen years, King kept writing stories and submitting them only to get rejected again and again. King kept all the rejection letters, nailing them to the wall. By the time he was 14, there were so many rejection letters the nail could no longer bear their weight, and King had to replace the nail with a pike. 
The first rejection on that nail was received in 1960 when King was 13. He had sent a story to a magazine named Spaceman. The editor rejected the story. But, for some reason, he kept the submission, which he brought to King 20 years later and asked for the best-selling novelist's signature. Among King's rejected stories, he believes Happy Stamps was his first quality piece. The story was inspired by King's real-life experience. One day, King saw his mother licking and sticking SNH green stamps into a book. These stamps could be redeemed for products, and King's mother wanted to get a lamp as a Christmas gift for her sister. She complained to her son that there weren't enough stamps, and King thought it would be nice if he could make these stamps in his basement by himself. King also caught sight of his mother's tongue which was dyed green by the stamps. In an instant, King's idea of counterfeiting the stamps blended with the sight of his mother's green tongue, thus inspiring him to write happy stamps. King submitted the story to a magazine, but sadly, it too was sent back after three weeks, rejected. Accompanying the rejection letter was a personal critique, don't staple manuscripts. Loose pages plus paperclip equal correct way to submit copy. That's the only personal response King received over eight years of periodic submissions to the magazine. By the time King was 16, he began to receive rejection letters with more encouraging suggestions than don't use staple and use paperclips. One example was a comment from an editor about his story The Night of the Tiger. It read, This is good. Not for us, but good. You have talent. Submit again. Besides writing, King also spent a lot of time watching movies in his teen years. Actually, movies were what King loved most of all during that time. Since 11 years old, King hitchhiked to watch movies almost every weekend until he got his driver's license at 19. Horror movies especially captivated him, and he loved nearly nearly all of them. When he was 14, his enthusiasm for movies even led to an interesting book-selling venture. In 1961, King, as an eighth-grade student, watched a fantastic horror movie named The Pit and the Pendulum. He was so affected by the movie that he was inspired to write the movie's plot down, print it as a book, and sell it at school. With strong execution, King acted immediately and finished the text in two days. Then he produced 40 copies of the story and priced each copy a quarter, expecting to sell 10 of them and got $2.5 in total if his schoolmates liked it. Luckily, things went much better than he thought. King had sold three dozen of his copies by the end of the lunch hour of the first day, earning $9. But King had little time to enjoy the fruits of his success. School officials found out and put a stop to his sales campaign. King's first taste of success ended up him giving everyone's money back. King also worked for newspapers in his teen years. When he was 15, King started to write a serial for David's Rag, a newspaper created by his brother David. David set up this business simply because he was bored with high school. The editorial office was in the basement of David's house, and the audience was David's neighbors and relatives. The circulation once reached as much as 50 or 60 readers. Because of his experience writing for David's Rag, King became editor of his high school newspaper, The Drum in his sophomore year. And he also created his own satiric high school newspaper named The Village Vomit. It was filled with fictional tidbits about the school's faculties. Once King's teachers found it, they nearly suspended King from school. But the village vomit also brought King an opportunity. Although they were not pleased with the content, it showed King's teachers his incredible writing talent. 
they decided to channel his talent to something more constructive than satirizing them. Therefore, they found King a position as a sports reporter at Lisbon's weekly newspaper. This fortuitous opportunity proved invaluable for King. At Lisbon, King met his first true writing mentor, John Gould. King said he learned more from Gould in 10 minutes than from any writing classes he had taken. Gould's writing philosophy was to keep it simple, concise, and to remove irrelevant frills and content. Gould also mentioned that one should write with the door closed, rewrite with the door open. That mean initially you only write for yourself. But after you know what the story is and get it right, it belongs to your readers. These philosophies greatly influenced King. In 1966, King enrolled at the University of Maine at Orono, where he met his future wife in June of 1969. King had a work-study job in the university library, and he was having lunch with some other library guys on the mall behind the bookstore. During lunch, a girl with a raucous laugh caught his attention. The girl's name was Tabitha Spruce. They eventually fell in love and got married. After three years of their marriage, King and Spruce had two children. It turned out to be a heavy burden for the two college grads to support their children. King did have a teacher's certificate, but could not find a teaching position. To make ends meet, he had to take a blue-collar minimum wage job at a laundry mat. King's wife did what she could to help their financial situation, also working for minimum wage in a donut shop. The family's income barely covered expenses, and they lived paycheck to paycheck. Even amid such hardship, King never gave up his dream of becoming an author. He wrote after work and sometimes even during his lunch break. Although this schedule looked quite daunting, writing never exhausted him. Actually, he enjoyed his writing hour a lot, as it allowed him to take a break from the stress of his job. Occasionally, King was able to sell his stories and earn a couple of hundred dollars. But this extra income were far from adequate. Even after King got a job as a teacher in the town of Hampton, his family's situation was still grim. What changed his life was the publication of his novel Carrie, which marked the beginning of King's fame. The idea for Carrie originated from King's own experience of cleaning the girls' shower in a high school. Around 20 years old at the time, that was the first time, he saw showers with pink curtains for privacy and metal boxes with tampons in them. What he saw planted a seed, only to flash through his mind years later, growing into the opening scene of Carrie. After King landed his teaching job in Hampton, he sat down and fleshed this scene into a full-length novel. The writing of Carrie is by no means smooth. King did not like the story or the lead character. What's worse, King found it difficult to write the story because he did not know much about high school girls. Frustrated, he threw his first draft into the wastebasket. But the next day, when King came back from work, he found his wife reading those crumpled drafts. King's wife believed it was a good story. She encouraged King to go ahead with it, and she promised to help King know more about the life of high school girls. With Tabitha's encouragement, King decided to continue the writing. In addition to her help, King also managed to incorporate his memories of two loner female classmates, who were constantly teased and bullied throughout high school. By recalling how the two girls looked, behaved and were treated, King found further material for his novel. Eventually his efforts paid off, and Carrie was completed and accepted for publication. Its paperback rights earned King $200,000, while his salary for teaching was only $6,400 a year at that time. Carrie gave King a new perspective on writing. He realized the writer's and the reader's initial view on the characters could be wrong. 
But whatever the reason, there is no virtue in giving up on your story halfway. You just have to carry on no matter what. And even though it might feel like you're swimming against the current, you might actually be heading towards success. Okay, that wraps the first part of this bookie on Stephen King's early life. Let's briefly review. King was fascinated by comic books in his childhood. His first writing attempt was copy one of those comic books while adding some of his own descriptions. In his teen years, King kept trying to publish his stories only to get so many rejection letters that the nail he pounded on the wall broke under their weight. As King grew up, he lived a hard life but never gave up writing. Finally, he produced Carrie, which marked the beginning of his fame. The experience of writing Carrie also enlightened King with a new perspective on writing. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.